Tom Hanks, actor, comedian, and Illuminati operative who was killed in Guantanamo Bay just last year, has a clone walking around. That's why he, That's why he's been in a bunch of movies since he died. He has a clone walking around, but does the Illuminati have even darker plans for this doppelganger of America's favorite actor? And then we take a look at two terrifying yet erotic stories of love from beyond the grave. Is it possible that even the dead want to born? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Garvener. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. It's the official beginning of season 19. We had that crazy breaking story last week about the Georgia Guidestones and I could not wait to tell it to you. What a crazy story and it's developing developing story we'll see if any more news comes out of that but right now someone coming out of something i'm sure he's coming out of somewhere give it up for one of our newest patreon supporters everyone on your feet for disposey woohoo yeah come on in disposey i just imagine like a big old garbage disposal walking in eating everything up disposey you're gonna be our captain our pilot this episode if you guys can't support the patreon i totally get it trust me i do just help spread the word about the show that really Really helps out a lot. Now, Disposey, let's go ahead and we're going to give you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We're going to drive all the way out to a secret Illuminati party. <laughs> hope you guys, I hope you guys are armed because we're going into enemy territory. <laughs> Driving on out there. Now, I brought an aluminum baseball bat. <laughs> I probably should have brought more if we're going up against the Illuminati we're driving on out to this Illuminati party. We're going to have to make sure that we're in disguise. We're going to dress up like some big weirdo freaks from Eyes Wide Shut. And we pull up, and it happens to be at Lady Gaga's house. And we're walking in, and everyone's sitting back. They're chilling, and they're injecting adrenochrome straight into their neck. This is a really intense. This is a really intense start to season nineteen, and we have like little syringes full of Kool Aid. We're just pretending, right? Because we're not really going to do adrenochrome. You're like Jason. Don't don't inject Kool Aid in your veins. I'm like too late. I have instant diabetes. So after I'm on dialysis for the next two weeks, where we go back to Lady Gaga's house, we're walking around this Illuminati party, and the reason why we're here is because breaking news. From the world of the Dark Outpost. The Dark Outpost is a website we've covered a lot on this show. It's hosted by a man known as David Zublick. And he tells us the truth that the lamestream media is trying to hide from us. The first truth is don't inject Kool-Aid in your veins. But secondly, that Tom Hanks, actor, comedian, has he ever directed anything? I don't know. Um, But anyways, actor, comedian, director, question mark. He is a top player in this Illuminati game trying to take over the world. But we don't have to worry about this so much, right? Because as you guys all know, it's been almost a year since I exposed the truth that Tom Hanks was caught for all of his nefarious crimes against humanity and was killed at Guantanamo Bay. We did that episode. It was like episode 700 or something like that. I'll put it in the show notes. And... Close, close call with that one, right? I mean, who wants a freak like Tom Hanks walking around? Well, 
I wasn't thinking very clearly. I was thinking like a normal person that when the military executes someone at Guantanamo Bay, they're dead. But the Illuminati apparently has a cloning facility underground. And luckily, luckily, they had a clone of Tom Hanks. And he that's why you see him in movies nowadays. Remember this whole thing? I guess I have to do a little bit of a, 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 like a review on this. He was Tom Hanks, actor, comedian, director. And then he went to Australia to shoot a movie and he caught COVID. And then this whole conspiracy theory started that he was actually, you guys remember this, that he was actually under house arrest because he was shooting these TikTok videos. <laughs> he has COVID, he's trying to do, he's trying to floss, he's coughing. Ugh. And in the background of all these videos, there was a door. And people go, wait, that door only opens one way. That's not a door of a hotel room. That is the door of a prison cell in Guantanamo Bay. Do you guys remember? Do you guys, this is what I love about conspiracy theories, is they blow up. They're super popular. You see them everywhere, and then like two weeks later, they're gone. And people pretend that they never happen. Like, Tom Hanks once had a little bit more legs, but there was that whole thing. Ellen had, like, the ankle bracelet. She was under house arrest. We were all under house arrest. The whole world was locked down due to COVID. But anyways, they said, look at he's clearly in a prison cell, not a hotel room, which is a great advertisement for whatever hotel he was staying in. But that whole thing. And then the theory just kept on going that he didn't have COVID, that that was actually an excuse so he could go to this military tribunal in Guantanamo Bay. And I was thinking, why would why would the military be like, listen, we're going to execute you in three days. You have to make 11 TikToks before then. So we have this cover story. But anyways, so that was how this whole Tom Hanks thing started off. I think Isaac Cappy was the first person to say Tom Hanks is a pedophile when Isaac Cappy listed a bunch of people, Seth Green and all these guys. I've talked about this before on the episodes. I'll put it in the show notes. But Quick overview. So he got dragged in all this. The very next movie he did, he was accused of being a pedophile who was kidnapping kids and injecting adrenochrome to to extract adrenochrome from the frightened children to inject it into his own body. The very next movie he did, the very next movie he did, the movie he was in Australia shooting, was a Western about he had to protect this young girl from these people who were trying to kidnap her. And I, it was so interesting. I thought, that's weird that the conspiracy theorists are pushing so hard on this Illuminati adrenochrome thing. And the next movie he comes out, he's pr- trying to protect a child. And nobody talked about it. It was the weirdest thing. Like, they didn't even go, look, and he's hiding in plain sight. He, this clearly, in <laughs> this Western movie underneath this cowboy hat, there's a bunch of adrenochrome vials. Anyways, then he went on to make Elvis and all that stuff. But he didn't. It was his clone. It's his clone actually walking around right now. As Tom Hanks was being led up to the gallows, they were going to execute him. And he said, his his last words were, this doesn't matter. There are a ton of us out there. And they hung him. And I think at that point, everyone thought he meant like there's a lot of Illuminati agents left out there. No, he actually meant that there's a bunch of... Those weren't his actual last words, by the way. He's still alive. But if you accept the conspiracy theory... He was referring to his army of clones, because if you do have cloning technology, you're not going to clone a bunch of world leaders. You're going to clone 80 Tom Hanks. You have all these Tom Hanks and everything like that. So another one has been released from the cloning. But that's not news, right? That, that That's pretty much a given in the world of conspiracy theory. The reason why we're talking about it right now is because this clone is dying. And this was actually the plan. So apparently, according to David Zublik, this is what the story is. 
Tom Hanks is this is this is so if you thought what I said was insane before we haven't even started yet. Tom Hanks clone walked out of the cloning facility and the Illuminati put a switch in him so he will die at a certain point. And what happened was Tom Hanks died before the whole Australia thing apparently. And then it was Tom Hanks' clone. So they did a little bit of, like, uh, retroactively retconning. That's the term. They kind of retconned the story. Tom Hanks' clone was, when he stepped out of the cloning machine, already had COVID. He already had COVID. And that was part of the plan. So the clone met Tom Hanks' wife, Rita Wilson, I think is her name. And Wilson, <laughs> he said she's dating a, a volleyball he comes out of the cloning machine with COVID, which doesn't sound like a really good plan, right? He comes out <laughs> coughing everywhere. The scientists are like, ah. And then they go, oh, clone Hanks. We need to give you a vaccine for that disease that we gave you. And when he got the COVID vaccine, then <laughs> people often email me and they go, how come your show is not bigger? How come YouTube is constantly limiting your stuff? It's probably because I talk about stuff like this. It's probably because I don't talk about... There's conspiracy theories, there's mainstream conspiracy theories, and then there's this. Tom Hanks' clone came out with COVID. They gave him the COVID vaccine, which gave him Parkinson's disease. So that's where we're at right now. Tom Hanks' clone has Parkinson's, and for proof, David Zublick shows a video of Tom Hanks on stage, like, doing this comedy routine, and he's shaking. From a videotape of Tom Hanks kind of shaking on camera, he, go, he, he concocted this whole story that Tom Hanks' clone has Parkinson's and he got it from the COVID vaccine and all. What? But he, apparently he really was shaking because apparently... Tom Hanks said, yeah, sorry about shaking. Sorry about shaking during that. I guess he has diabetes. And he go, and he's had diabetes for like 20 years. The, I actually have to look this up, right? When people make these insane statements. Uh, okay, let's look it up. Yeah, apparently, he does have diabetes. And apparently, he said, I wasn't really taking the right medication I needed to be. So that's why I'm shaking. I don't actually have Parkinson's. And I'm not a clone. The reporters are like, what? We didn't, we didn't even ask anything about the clone. And the clone walks up to him and starts strangling him, coughing in their face. So that is the story of Tom Hanks' clone. But again, that's not even the weirdest thing. I talk a lot about Dark Outpost and Real Raw News. And the thing is, is that when I'm talking about these things and I'm reading them and I'm laughing, I really don't think you're getting the essence and really what, how seriously people take this stuff. Real Raw News is another website like Dark Outpost. Real Raw News is a, a, a blog. Dark Outpost is a daily show. It's like three to four hours each day. David Zublick will go on these rants, basically. And so when I'm telling this story and I'm laughing and I'm joking and, <laughs> and saying stuff about the COVID vaccine that'll get the show taken off of YouTube, I think it, I want to play a clip for you of David Zublick, the way that he talks about this stuff, because it shows how sincere and how much these people believe in it. And the, both of these, Real Raw News and Dark Outpost, have huge audiences. Huge audiences. We're talking eighty to 100,000 people, right? A huge scope of people. Uh, Real Raw News makes about $5,000 a month just through donations. Minimum $5,000 a month just through donations. So 
And I don't know how much money Dark Outpost is making, but I want to play you this clip. Now, the setup for this clip is that some of you guys may know, if you're of a certain age, there was an old television show called Bosom Buddies. It was Tom Hanks's first big show. It was, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Tom Hanks and his co-star Peter Scolari are dudes who their house gets knocked down by a, a construction crew. And so they have to live at a women's dormitory. So they're not homeless and they dress up like women. But then they like fall in love with some of the girls. So each episode they're like changing clothes between women and men, women and men. And great theme song by Billy Joel. I love it. So we have this show called Bosom Buddies. And they truly were Bosom Buddies. Because I'm about to play you this clip. When Tom Hanks was arrested, Peter Scolari got all of his devices confiscated. I guess they were at the same airport. I said, that's that's a whole other story. But anyways, when Tom Hanks got arrested, Peter Scolari was there. They took his electronic devices, but let him go. And then when they were going through his electronic, Peter Scolari's electronic devices, they had to re-arrest him because they found this video footage. This is a clip from the Dark Outpost where David Zublick is telling you what they found on this footage. One video, our source said, depicted a collaborative criminal venture Garbed in drag, Hanks in a red evening gown and heels, and Scolari sporting a floral ensemble, the sadistic duo stood above a young child who was strapped face down to a metal gurney. Pretending to be acupuncturists, they jabbed holes on the child's back and looked like pores on a sponge. The louder the child screamed, the deeper they pushed the steel quills into his back. They stuck the kid for 30 minutes, according to military sources, which had his back look like a slice of Swiss cheese. Then Scolari smothered the child's face with a pillow and apparently snuffed the life out of him. But even that act of cruelty did not satisfy the devious duo's barbarous cravings. For a coup de grace, Hanks held a silent pistol to the kid's head, shouting, life ain't like a box of chocolates, it's like a bag of shit, as he squeezed the trigger and blew out the child's brains. A red-pink mist filled the lens field of view in this horrific video. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions with this one, right? There's a lot of questions with this one. First off... I don't know if I should go point to point or just get to the big one, just get to the ending. I find it really weird that Peter Scolari, first off, I find it kind of weird that this tape even exists. It obviously doesn't. But you listen to how sincere he is, right? How he's like, yeah, yeah. And then this happened. And then this, like, he's actually recounting something he saw. It almost sounds like Bosom Buddies Creepypasta. It almost sounds like this actually was Squidward's suicide from 1982. But... You have this, you have Peter Scolari and Tom Hanks dressed up in dresses, and then they're pretending to be acupuncturists. And I think, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not a Zoomer. I don't know what kids are into these days. I think he would probably recognize that that was Tom Hanks. I don't think Tom Hanks could be disguised as anybody. He's been around for decades now at this point. Well, him and his clone but the boy, like, how did they disguise themselves as acupuncturists? Acupuncturists just look like normal people, right? So anyways, and they're poking holes in his back, and they make it look like a sponge. It's just so gross, too, the way that he's like, yeah, sponge. 
It's like he's a little, David, you're a little too into it. You're a little too into recounting that story. But you have him turn this kid into a sponge. And you're like, hey, kid, look, you're SpongeBob SquarePants. It's like, no, I always wanted to be Patrick. The, the story really lingers on the boy's torment, which is super creepy, right? Super creepy. And then, obviously, the coup de grace, the quote, right? The quote, life isn't like a box of chocolates. It's like a bag of shit. Um, of course, we I had to play this for my Patreons on the Patreon Discord before we ran it. And one of them, uh, Caspian Montague, said, did he do other Tom Tom Hanks quotes? Which... I don't know. I mean, there might be other videos out there of him quoting other movies. I, I, what else would be quotable? You got a friend in me? No. And blows the kid's head off. Um, what other? That's not even really good. Peter Scalari's like, well, that was a lame. That was a lame one. I don't even know any Tom. You thought you were in the burbs. You're actually... She shoots the kid. I don't really know that many Tom Hanks quotes. Saving Ryan wouldn't die, whatever. <laughs> okay, we're done. But the point is, is that I love that Tom Hanks, before he kills people, he quotes his own movies. And he doesn't even have that many quotable movies. At least Arnold Schwarzenegger would have all these one-liners and stuff like that. How, how come Arnold Schwarzenegger's never been in... That's actually a very interesting question. Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> human orc, a man who's like six foot three and nothing but solid muscle, even though he's like in his 70s now. How come he's never accused... He did inject stuff. He did steroids. We know that he injected stuff into his body. And he was a successful political candidate. Top movie star. How come he's never been accused of doing a adrenochrome? How come it's always these skinny little wimps like Tom Hanks and Seth Green? But anyways, that is the story of Tom Hanks's clone. That's the story of Tom Hanks and how he murders people. But more importantly, that's a story of how these people take this stuff. We're joking about it and stuff like you're like, yeah, Jason, you joked about killing kids for about 20 minutes. But I think it's so creepy when they talk about it, when Real Raw News and Dark Outpost talk about it, this is the tone of voice. This is super serious. You know, and again, Patreon Discord, we were talking about it. Rudy Jazz said, do you think that they actually believe this stuff? And I do think David Zublick believes this. I do think David Zublick, when he was reading this, actually believed that this happened. And he's spreading that message to tens of thousands, 100,000 people a day. Creepy stuff. Because listen, I know there are people who don't like Tom Hanks. I know there are people who believe that to be successful in Hollywood, you have to do all these deals with the devil Illuminati stuff. And that's one thing, right? We can discuss that. But to think that Tom Hanks is actually walking around <laughs> quoting movies and shooting kids in the head, that's a totally different thing. We can have a discussion to to be famous in the world. You have to make a deal with the God of the world, a.k.a. Satan. We'll have that discussion. But if someone goes, no, 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 I honestly believe that Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks' clone is walking around coughing COVID on everybody. And the reason why he was cloned, because the original Tom Hanks was shooting people, shooting children, while he was quoting his own movie. That's just so insane. That is insane. I'll still have a conversation with you about it, because it's so insane. I find it entertaining. But it's that's a bridge too far. It really is. That really, really is. So... Disposey. Disposey's like, why did I have to be on this episode? Trust me, Disposey, it gets worse. I actually feel bad. Usually when I have an episode like this, I usually don't have a new Patreon. I have someone who's already been a member of the Patreon for a while. Disposey, let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind Lady Gaga's house. 
we're headed all the way out. Actually, it's probably in the same area. To Los Angeles, California. I've been doing it. Before I even start this segment, I guess I should say. This segment this segment is not appropriate for young children. It's not like the last segment was appropriate either, but I forgot to say that. But this segment, definitely not appropriate for young children because we're going to be talking about sex. We're going to be talking about what salt and pepper was always trying to get us to discuss sex. And not just like sex as in like biological sex, but the question is, do ghosts want to have sex? And it's kind of an interesting question because ghosts are constantly all like the kind of the idea with ghosts is that they come down and maybe it's like unfinished business. That's why they're here. There was some sort of horrific event and their like soul is trapped here or it's an emotional recording of the event. But one of the big factors in being a biological creature is to reproduce. And even if you're not actively dating or actively trying to have children, people are always engaged in some sort of sexual activity, sexual thought, what have you. So it would track. I think it would actually make sense. Humans spend so much time thinking about sex or engaging in sex or masturbation or whatever, that why would that stop just because you were dead? Now, there's always stories about people saying ghosts come to them in the middle of the night and they have sex with ghosts and things like that. But we've covered that before on the show. I'll put one or two of those episodes in the show notes. But a lot of times it's like weirdos, right? A lot of times it's like in the Daily Mail or the Daily Star, some British tabloid where some woman's like, I married a pirate ghost or whatever. But we, we hear about that, but it's actually super rare. When we talk about all the amounts of ghosts that are seen around the world, all the ghost stories, we don't, we counter a disproportionately low amount of sex ghost stories. Now, it could be that people don't want to talk about it. Or it could be that they just don't exist. But I think that there should be more ghosts that want to have sex. So we're going to take a look at two ghosts that may be the exception to the rule, or uh, there may be more out there and people just don't know about it. Who knows? Because these places are both kind of weird. But the reason why we're first going to L.A. is in L.A., there is the L.A. County Museum of Arts. So dispose these flying the carpenter copter were landing on Wilshire Boulevard. There is a legend at the L.A. County Museum of Arts that there is a ghost of a woman there. And if you're at this museum, you're walking around, you're like looking at, I don't know, I don't know exactly what they have there. It's a museum of art, so it's probably, (laughs) probably arts, but it's probably like modern art, right? It's probably like a statue of like a circle and then like some dude's face in it and people are like, oh, that represents the soul. And you're like, oh, whatever. Where's the mastodons? Where are the mummies? They're like, sir, just because it has the word museum in it does not mean that there has to be mummies. I'm a mummy, mummy, walking around knocking over all the art. At this museum, according to security guards at this museum, because officially they have no statement on this place. They, have, they, don't, they go, we don't want to talk about the ghost. But security guards at the museum says every so often, this woman shows up. This ghost woman, she'll be standing there. And you'll be like in the hallway or in the bathroom or, or you'll be tearing apart art. And she shows up and she wants to have sex with you. This ghost woman is constantly trying to bang the dudes who work there and who visit there. 
Now, I came across that on the Shadowlands.net, which is a great repository, but a lot of the stuff you really kind of have to dig through to see if there's any truth to it. What's super interesting is there seems to be some truth to this one. There are reports of both a female and a male ghost at the L.A. County Museum of Arts. They're floating around in there. Officially, she's not trying to bang you, but again, I think that's something they'd leave off the brochure. Men would constantly be like, honey, can we go to the museum again? And they're like, oh, great. Are you going to try to have sex with that ghost? No. I want to see if they finally got those mummies in. But then <laughs> once you get in, you run away from your wife. You're like, ha ha, tricked you. And you're just walking around empty hallways looking for this ghost to bang. But apparently there's some truth to the story. Back on June 22nd, 1989, a woman was murdered there. Her name was Evelyn Wasserstein. She was 79 years old. So let's put that aside. You thought it was a sexy ghost the whole time. You thought it was a ghost that looked like Daphne from Scooby-Doo or Anya Taylor-Joy floating down the hallway? No. Sorry, sorry to burst your bubble. I might I should have explained this earlier. As you're listening to this episode, you're like, oh, yeah, sexy episode of Dead Rap Radio. She's 70... 70- it's Phyllis Diller, basically. It's a 79-year-old ghost woman who's trying to have sex with you while you're trying to use the bathroom or you're like a security guard there and someone goes, hey, can you go get some stuff out of the supply closet? And you're like, fine. And you go in there and there's this old wrinkly ghost woman trying to have sex with you. Evelyn Wasserstein. She's 79 years old. So originally this place used to be a department store and it had a restaurant on the bottom floor. May Company was the department store. 1989, Evelyn Wasserstein was playing cards with a bunch of her friends in this restaurant downstairs. And her estranged husband, Jack Wasserstein, walked in. Estranged, if I, if I understand this correctly, means they're still married. They're just, like, not together, right? Estranged husband, Jack Wasserstein, walked in and she... Apparently, uh, this, was, <laughs> this wasn't reported in the LA Times... But apparently she was sleeping around on him. That's why they were estranged. And she was like, what? I'm 79 years old. I'm going to tomcat all around town. He walked into the restaurant. He couldn't take that his wife was sleeping around on him. So he shot her several times while she was playing cards. This was like in the middle of the day. And then he put the gun to his own head and killed himself. (laughs) And then Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks showed up and he goes, there's lots of types of shrimp. And then he ran away. We were like, what, what, is, what does that reference even mean? Shoots himself, he dies. So we do have a recorded murder. We do have a... The, 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 stat, the, the stats kind of fit, right? We have someone who was murdered here who apparently was sleeping around on her husband and now her ghost still wants to have sex. And that is so interesting because I read that and I go, why don't we see more of it? Why don't we see more elderly phantoms floating around? The Golden Girls are going to haunt you tonight. And they're like, ooh, which one are you going to have first? And after you get done vomiting, you're like, uh, you. How come there's not more ghosts trying to have sex? Because that is such part of the human condition. And again, even if you're not having sex, you're doing other sexual things. But that's not all. That's not all. Because you can't just have one sex ghost. That would be an outlier. What if I told you there was two sex ghosts? What if I told you out of my entire decades of paranormal research, I have two sex ghosts that I didn't find on an article in the Daily Star? Let's travel over to Garden Grove. That's another city in the Los Angeles area. We're going to drive over to Garden Grove and... We're going to check out this place called Midnight Adult Books. An adult bookstore, if you guys don't know, it's not an actual bookstore. 
They have videos, they have DVDs. I don't know what they sell now because they used to sell DVDs. I guess Blu-ray? Would you want to watch 4K porn? 4K OLED porn on your giant 52-inch monitor gooning to the greatest degree you can. Midnight Adult Bookstore. They're not, they don't sell books, maybe magazines. They're mostly known, because I not everybody knows this, they're mostly known for having video arcades. <laughs> it's not like you're going there to play Galaga. You're not going to play Dragon's Lair. There are usually these rooms that you go in. This is so archaic. It sounds so weird now. Still super popular. You pay $5 to go into the video arcade room, and it's a booth with a television set and, like, a DVD player, VCR, whatever it is. It's streaming. I don't know. And then you watch porn in your own little booth. That's what the adult bookstores are for. It was a place so you could watch porn and you wouldn't have to worry about your wife finding out. Like, in 1982, you go in there and you take, you know, some videotape. You stick it in there. Take it. You're taking tapes from home. You're like, finally, I can watch Top Gun in Peace. You got your headphones on. You're like, highway to... No, you watch porn movies in this little... But that's not even what they're for. That's not even what it's for. That's what it is on paper. That's what the business is on paper. The truth behind adult bookstores, all of them, is that you don't buy books there. You can... There, a lot of people go there and buy sex toys. But even then, you know, you can buy the stuff online nowadays. People go there... Men, predominantly, men go there not to watch porn in their own little booth. Disposey's left. Disposey's like, nope, I'm out. I know where this is going. I don't want to have anything to do with this. Flying the carpenter copter away. You go to these adult bookstores to have sex with other dudes. So you can't call it sex with other dude store. You have to call it an adult bookstore where there's no books. You have a booth. <laughs> We're getting to ghosts. There's... People are like checking their watch. like, okay, Jason, when's the ghost showing up? The ghost will appear soon. You go into this booth to watch porn, but then there's like holes in the walls and other dudes are doing things and you're having sex with multiple people in these booths. Basically, you pay $5 to walk into a room to have anonymous sex with somebody. That's what an adult bookstore really is. So when you're driving down the road and you see an adult bookstore on the side of the road and everyone laughs and goes, hey, maybe we should go check one of those out, you know, just for laughs. Be very, be very aware. You're walking into a place where people are randomly having sex. People are constantly coming and going and there's security cameras everywhere. So as you and your buddies are walking in, you're like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Ten years later, when you're trying to become a local senator, just know that that videotape will show up. So, Midnight Adult Books. It's actually, this is super interesting because I really try to find out where this place was. <laughs> not because not, not I'm like, I need to do some on-the-ground research. It's because I'm trying to verify stuff. If you look for Midnight Adult Books, there's actually two different addresses that pop up for it. And I don't know if it's still in existence, but it didn't change. It didn't turn into an Arby's or something like that. It seemed to have turned into an other adult bookstore. It's either on Josephine Street in Garden Grove or Garden Grove Boulevard. But I have two options of what it could be. It could be Garden of Eden Adult Bookstore or Romantics Adult Book and Video. There's a lot of these stores in the area, apparently. When we talk about ghosts, we're always talking about emotional energy. And you figure, I think the idea that theaters are haunted, dance studios are haunted, 
Those things always make sense because they're constantly generating so much energy. So you would imagine a place where people were having lots and lots of anonymous sex, probably cheating on their wives, right? They're going down to the adult bookstore. That must generate a ton of energy, a ton of emotional energy in these places. You walk into this room and there's a television set there, but you're not worried about that because two or three guys are coming in. I found a website where people review people review these adult bookstores. And I've really questioned about whether or not I can actually put it in the show notes because apparently I found out recently that even the stuff in your show notes, YouTube did that to me once. The stuff I had in my show notes, YouTube tried shutting my channel down. But there's a website where they review cruising spots, places to go. And when you read reviews of Romantics Bookstore, a guy's like, yeah, it was really cool. I was in this room and I got raped by three dudes. And you're like, that's not cool. I mean, it's not, that's, I, I, I don't know what people are into this day, but that's not cool, right? And he, it's awful. It sounded awful, even by his description. It sounded absolutely terrible. It sounded absolutely terrifying. And that's a guy, <laughs> that's a guy who left a review. That's a guy who left a review. That's a guy who's like, ah, uh, I think he actually gave it four stars. So you can imagine the people who go there and it's not good. It's not good. He was totally like, he was like, I didn't expect it, but it happened. Four out of five stars. Absolutely bizarre. So you can imagine the type of emotional energy that's floating around this area. Midnight Adult Bookstore. Whether now it's Garden of Eden Adult Bookstore or Romantics Adult Book and Video, it's one of the two. It's haunted. I mean, shouldn't surprise anyone with everything that I've been talking about. Shouldn't surprise anyone. Apparently, this place used to be a nightclub. So before it was an adult video bookstore, people would go there to dance and hang out and do blow and whatever. And that's kind of what happened was there was a drug deal gone bad in this nightclub. And a man was stabbed to death. Oh, sorry, sorry, the drug deal didn't go good. That's how they're supposed to go. And he died. And when the nightclub was torn down, or when the nightclub stopped operating there, I'm assuming they just used the same building, and it became Midnight Adult Books and Video, a man, like late at night, maybe in the afternoon, I don't know, they didn't specify time, I'm imagining the spookiest time at night in adult bookstores in the middle of the night. The clerks who would be working there would see a man in a cowboy hat walking around. And then he would walk into a booth... So remember, we had that video arcade booth thing. He would walk into a booth that the staff knew was occupied. Now, well, officially, the rule is that you're not supposed to have sex there. Because it's illegal. It's having sex in public. It's actually illegal. Cops will sting these places every once in a while. They'll go undercover. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, do I have to do that? I just read the reviews on this place. This place is horrible. Johnson, you're the new... <laughs> First off, you're Officer Johnson. You have to go. But secondly, yeah, you go down there. You're the newest one on the force. You go down there. You're undercover. And when someone tries having sex with you, you go, stop, police. You're under arrest. So, because you're not supposed to do it at sex in public. So, officially, these businesses aren't supposed to let you have sex in their little tiny, disgusting rooms. You're supposed to get a hotel room across the street. So, when a staff member sees two people in a booth, you, you have to break it up. <laughs> that's, 
sounds like a job that sounds like a recipe for PTSD. How much do these clerks get paid? Could you imagine sitting there late at night, you see a guy go in a booth, and another five minutes pass, another guy goes in the same booth, you're like, oh man, like you would have to work at a place with horse binders. Because otherwise, it's like trying to separate two ladybugs who are having sex. Like these dudes are here to have sex. You're going to walk into this tiny booth and be like, no, stop it, stop it. So, but that's the rule. That's the law. They're supposed to, to stop the sex. The clerks have to stop the sex. So when they would see the, and I'm, I'm assuming the people are sneaky about this, but this cowboy man would always be seen. He would never walk into a booth that was unoccupied. He would walk into a booth that was occupied. But when the clerk would go in and open the door and said, guys, you can't do it. You would just find, instead of finding Instead of finding a cowboy and a man, you would just find a man watching porn. And the clerk would be like, what? Oh, no. And the dude's like, I paid five dollars. Can you at least shut the door? So, yeah. <laughs> That's the ghost story? That's the ghost story? Yeah, it is the ghost story. But I find it super fascinating because why would the ghost... The ghost can go anywhere, right? The ghost is in the porn store. It's always going into a booth that's occupied. Which, in my mind, makes me think the ghost is trying to have sex with these dudes. The ghost is constantly trying to go into a room with another person, and the staff has to go and break it up. But it finds out there's only one person in the booth. So this ghost wants sex. This ghost wants to have sex with dudes. And I'm wondering, the guy in the booth... Does he see anything? Actually, that's actually that kind of blows my mind now that I'm thinking about it because from what I gather <laughs> from what I gather from the one paragraph that actually is the story on the shadowlands.net, it's basically like a paragraph. I had to tell you what an adult bookstore was in the first place, but it says that the staff sees the man in the cowboy hat enter the booth that's already occupied. But if you're sitting there at your workstation, you're at a, working at a porn store, and you turn and you see a man in a cowboy hat phase through the door, like he actually like walks through the door like it's not there like a ghost does, you wouldn't be like, oh, that must be a real biological human. I need to go stop him. You would look, you would see a cowboy through a door, and you'd be like, ah, it's the ghost. And then you would just go back to reading your magazine or playing with your phone, right? To actually be confused that this was a real person, he would have to open the door of the adult video stall. But the guy in the room, the guy who's currently pleasing himself while he's watching this porn, he didn't notice the door opened. He didn't, he didn't notice anything. So is the ghost creating some sort of optical illusion for the worker? Like, does he actually see the door open, or does he face through the door, or does the guy in the booth, does the door open, or is he just so entranced by whatever video he's watching he doesn't notice the door open? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it doesn't say any of that. It doesn't say any of that. It's literally just a paragraph that says when the guy walks in, then he disappears. But I think the point of all of this is ghosts must constantly be wanting to have sex. I imagine because it's such a... And you could say, well, Jason, sex is a 
physical sensation, right? Sex is a physical sensation, so why would something without a physical body want to do it? Yeah, but ghosts are always screaming in pain and stuff like that and covered in blood and calling for their mom and stuff like that. Little kids, like, appearing in your closet going, where's my mommy? Where's my mommy? So, I mean, they're, they, at least, they at least miss their moms, right? They at least miss their moms, but forget that one. That wasn't a good example. But if they're covered in blood or they're screaming in pain, then there is still some connection to the physical. There's still some connection to the physical. So you would also think that these guys must constantly be wanting to have sex because it's the one thing you can't do as a ghost. That, and I don't know, probably play basketball. There's actually probably millions of things you can't do as a ghost. But sex is the one thing that everyone thinks about at least some of the time, right? And then is engaging in it at least some of the time and you just go on and on. Whether you're with a partner or you're headed down to the local adult bookstore, and especially, again... Like, these people, that's what they're there for. They're there for quick, dirty, anonymous sex. So the energy just must be, like, flipping around in there. The emotional energy, you're in there, you have anonymous sex with three dudes, you're, you're pulling up your phone to rate it four out of five stars, and then you're thinking, oh, dude, I hope my wife doesn't find out. Like, that, all of that emotional energy just being deposited into these rooms over and over and over and over and over again for decades. This place must actually be a hot spot. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying I want to see Zach Baggins or the Ghost Adventures head on down. I want to see Taps at an adult bookstore with all their EVP readers asking, is anyone there? <laughs> you're going to knock on the wall. You're going to knock on the wall. And you're like, oh, I don't want to look over there. I know something's poking out of that hole. Yeah, I do think that ghosts must always want to have sex. And maybe these are good places to check out. Because you can go to all the haunted asylums and haunted dance studios and graveyards that you want. But a place that's open 24 hours a day where people are constantly having sweaty, sweaty sex, anonymous, dirty sex in these rooms, it has to generate a lot of energy. And if you are a ghost, especially if you were a ghost that was killed there, would be the perfect place to manifest. You're actually feeding off all of that energy. So, do ghosts want to have sex? Is being dead the shut-off valve to actually wanting to do the dirty? I do think that maybe ghost hunters should stop going to the abandoned spooky house on the edge of town and instead going into the inner-city adult bookstores to find ghosts. Even if they don't catch an EVP, even if they don't see a full body apparition, I can almost guarantee that any room they go into, they will find a lot of ectoplasm. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>